afternoon, good evening, whatever time you are listening to this broadcast, welcome to Room for Refinement Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Renita, and I am so glad to be sharing with you today. Watch how you relate. Watch how you relate. In every situation, when you are dealing with the area of leadership, there has to be other people around you or else you are not leading anyone. And in every case, you need to watch how you relate. So that may sound very foreboding, scary, dangerous even, or even just like a warning label. In reality, it's just that. It is just that. You have to watch how you are relating to the people you are leading. If you relate in the wrong way, you will very quickly lose your title as leader and someone else, some way, will get it. Even if it's not on paper, it will be the reality of your situation. So, When we are trying to watch how we relate to the people in our fellowship, there are three things. You know, I try to give you three nuggets every single podcast, and here they are. The first one is watch how you listen. Watch how you listen. So anytime you are dealing with people in the area of leadership and any type of connection, you are going to have to listen at some point in time. They are going to want to talk to you. They are going to want to communicate with you. And you will not always be the one to initiate that communication. A lot of times you will. A lot of times you won't. And when others come to you to communicate, chat, converse, you need to walk into that situation in the proper way. Watch how you listen. So when people are approaching you with conversation, they are going to come at you with a certain expectation. You need to be clear on that expectation. Now, a lot of times we just walk into conversations and we guess what the expectation is. But leaders, we've got to do more than that. We've got to work smarter than that. You know how you can do the situation a little clearer and more productively? Ask. When that person comes to you to have that conversation, ask them what they want from the conversation. What is their intended outcome? Did they come to you to vent? Did they come to you for advice? Did they come to hear one of your personal stories? Why did they come to you? What do they want out of the conversation? Now, if this person came to you to vent and you are open to that, be open to that. Let them vent. If they didn't ask you for your advice and your opinion, don't give it. Unless it's something that could be detrimental to their life, their job, or something else really important. Don't give it to them. Let them vent. Sometimes in people's venting sessions, they wrap around to their own answer just because you sat there and listened to them. They probably could have talked to a wall and still gotten the same result, but they chose you. They trusted you, leader. They trusted you. 
So let them do what they do without trying to bogart the situation. Don't do it. Do not do it. And it's hard, especially when on some point you can relate or you've been there, done that. You've lived it. But they didn't ask you for that. Learn how to listen. Watch how you listen. Now, if they asked your opinion, give it. Give your honest opinion, but please do it in a productive way. If you're ugly and nasty, you are going to cut off some relationship. You don't want to do that. Not when they're in your fellowship and you have to work together. Because when you're a leader, you're still working with the people in your fellowship. Whether you're working in your family, in your house, or you work it in your office job. You're still working together and you don't want to burn a bridge. So offer your opinion in a productive way manner. If they want one of your stories, give them a story that can help their situation or make them laugh, make them smile, make them better, make them grow. You do that. But ask how they want this conversation to go. What is their intended outcome? Because what you don't want to do is let them say something to you and tell you a story and then you try to one up them by telling a bigger story or more something that seems a little bit more important. Then it seems like you're trying to belittle what they said or make it so their story really doesn't matter. Why did you tell that story? Because mine is a bigger story. Who cares? That's not what they came to you for. People don't want to be one up. They don't want to be belittled. That's not why they came to talk to you. So watch it. Now, some of you have done that. Yes, you have. I have done that. I realized it later in life and sometimes have even gone back to apologize to the people I did it to. Side note, apologizing when you are wrong is one of the strongest things you can do as a leader. It shows your humility. It shows your knowledge of your imperfection. And it shows that you care about the people you're working with. We'll talk more about that later. But if you have done this to people, bogarted the situation, one up them, tried to show that you were Superman or Superwoman, reflect. Reflect on some of these conversations you've had in the past. And if you realize that you've messed up in that way, then you need to revise how you speak to people. You may even need to go make that apology. And then in the future, do better. Do better because you know better. Do better. Thank you, Dr. Maya Angelou. When you know better, do better. Do better. Do better. Ooh. Ooh, that may not have been Dr. Maya Angelou. I don't know why she came to mind, but maybe it was. And so I give myself credit for being correct or wrong. Who knows? But when you know better, do better. Do better. Do better. The second thing is watch how you share. Watch how you share. Now, I'm not talking about stories. In this case, we've already talked about how we share our stories and how we can mess up and we may need to go back and revise how we are having conversations. No, this is about watch how you share leadership. I will tell you, anybody in any organization, group, family, anything, nobody wants to be a part of a dictatorship. I don't care what they say. They do not want to be under somebody who has sole control of them. Not of this earthly life. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. They may say, nope, 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 not a human, not another human. No, 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 they don't. They don't. They don't. 
every person wants some control. I don't care if it's control of their office, control of their phone, control of their bedroom, control of their pinky toe. They want some control. Every person wants some control. And that is in your organization, your business, your family. Everybody wants some level of control and responsibility. They do. So be careful how you share the roles of leadership. Because what you don't want to fall into is the thoughts of favoritism. How do you fall into that? Choose about three people that you like, they like you, they listen to you, they do whatever you say, and then only allow them to lead. Only allow them to be the decision makers. I will guarantee you quickly it will spread through your organization that you show favoritism and that doesn't end well. What can happen in those situations is that you are no longer the leader. Because your relationships are severed with the other members of your organization, your business, or your family. They no longer listen to you because they don't think that you're listening to them. Those other people that maybe you are allowing to lead, maybe they become the leaders because they still have relationship with other people. But you don't anymore because they don't trust you anymore. The next thing that can happen is that somebody can call you out on it. And say, you're showing favoritism. It looks like all you care about is this person, this person, this person. Because they like you, love you, and listen to you. Every single thing you say, they're yes people. Whoever that is who calls you out, love them. Because they care about you. And they care about your leadership title and position. They care enough to tell you the truth. Listen to it. Take heed to it. And then change your ways. Pay attention to what you're doing because the difference between showing favoritism and true shared leadership is that the shared leadership looks like you are observing what's really going on in your organization, business, home. It looks like you really learn the other people in your fellowship. It looks like you have learned about their strengths and their weaknesses. It looks like you've seen portions of that their potential that they might not even see. It looks like you care about their growth and you're going to nurture them into levels of leadership and positions where they can be prosperous, where they can be productive, and where they can grow to heights they didn't even know particularly. You care, you share properly. That's true shared leadership. When you do that, you'll see your whole organization go to new heights and new levels because everybody's growing, everybody's learning. People are getting out of their comfort zone and they're trusting you more and they're willing to do more and they're willing to do those things outside of the box that maybe you don't even think of because now you've pushed them to levels of which they now can have new ideas and new levels of creativity because you shared with them some of the leadership. It also will make you leader less stressed and less feeling like you have to do everything because they will do things that you didn't even remember to do, know to do, think about because now they have ownership and responsibility in the business, the organization, the home, wherever it is. True shared leadership empowers those who get it in the right way. So watch how you listen, watch how you share, and finally, watch how you care. There's a saying saying that says, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. 
Now, a lot of educators say that about children, but in reality, it goes for adults as well. They don't care what you know until they know that you care. If you don't care about the people in your fellowship, please believe that they know it. They feel it. The culture and the atmosphere are very thick, heavy, frustrating, stressed, closed, isolated, because you don't care. You, leader, have to set the tone. You have to nurture the people in your organization. And I'm not saying to baby them. Because that's a very different thing. This is not about babying people. It's about caring about them enough to be honest with them. Caring enough about them to let them do their job. Setting up an atmosphere of trust and honesty. Setting up an atmosphere of growth and productivity. You do that, leader. You plant the seeds and they grow all over the place because they can, because they're being nurtured and watered. And sometimes they're even being pruned and plucked, but that's because you care enough to do it. Now, there are some people who will tell you that leaders should never be friends with those in their fellowship. I say not so, but with the caveat that the leader knows how to separate personal life and professional life, as well as those in the fellowship. If both entities cannot do it and don't know how to be professional in proper times and don't know even where the lines are drawn and where not to cross, because sometimes there's some things that you can't know, you can't be a part of leader. There's some things you can't, but there are a lot of things that you can but you've got to know where the lines are drawn. Nobody wants to have somebody in the ivory tower telling them what to do, who they don't really know, who they don't really care about, who they can't laugh and have a good time with. People really just don't enjoy that type of leadership and they don't do as much for that person because their real leader is somebody they have a true connection with. No, you may not be going to people's houses all the time, but then again, you may go by. You may meet their parents and they may love you and you get along and that's okay because true friends will respect your leadership. They'll respect it because they truly care about you and you about them and there are different levels to friendship. You've just got to know where those lines are drawn and know how to work within them. And also be real with yourself if you've not reached that level of maturity in your leadership that you can handle friendship and leadership. Some people can't do it yet and may not ever be able to do it because they're not wired that way. But please don't ever think that it has to be that way. It doesn't. It doesn't. But be very clear about your roles and who does what, where our strengths lie. And when all of that is clear, it leaves opportunity for so much more to blossom and flourish. So watch how you relate. Our three points. Watch how you listen. Watch how you share and watch how you care. Thank you for listening to Room for Refinement Radio. I hope that you enjoyed today's broadcast.
And always, always remember, there's always room for refinement. Love to you.